0: The Tennessee Titans traveled to Minnesota for a week against the Vikings with joint practice and a preseason game. I'm going to tell you why the Vikings are a perfect matchup for the Titans to prep for the regular season on today's edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. Let's get it. You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Welcome in to our first crossover of the year. Getting things started in the preseason. Warming up, you know, getting ready for the season. But we got Tennessee Titans and Minnesota Vikings joint practices this week. So me, Tyler Roland, host of Locked On Titans, and the excellent Luke Braun, host of Minnesota of Locked On Vikings, are going to be uh, breaking things down for you guys from behind enemy territory. Here, we're going to talk about the the vibes around each team, what the biggest strengths of each team is, the the weaknesses of each team is going to give you a good idea of what to look for from either side during these joint practices, and then going into. The preseason game this weekend. Before we get into all of it, do want to thank all you guys for making Locked on Titans and Locked on Vikings your first listen each and every day. Monday through Friday content on your team every day. It's going to be all year long on all apps, always for free. Make sure you get subscribed, stay subscribed, your team every day, man. You're not going to beat that anywhere else. Shout out to our everydayers out there as well, our Locked on Vikings and Locked on Titans. Everydayers, let us know down in the comments if that's you. But with that being said, Luke, let's dive right into the content here. I don't spend a lot of my time focused on the Minnesota Vikings. I'm sure you don't spend too much of your time focused on the Titans. So if you could just give us, I guess, a vibe check, I would call it, on the Vikings. They're all season. What's the feel around the team right now? Maybe something that you, a big picture thing you're looking for in these joint practices this week.
1: Yeah, for sure, and and these crossovers are great because we will be doing them all year long uh, for every game. So this is kind of an extra little bonus warm-up one, but uh, for those who are new to the network, this is what we do. Um, so, yeah, Team Vibe Around the Vikings is... Look, they went, they won 13 games last year. So their expectations for themselves are really, really high. Even though we all, everybody kind of understands and everybody in the Vikings organization, you can tell by the way they behaved this offseason. They understand that that's not something that was going to repeat itself if they just kind of ran it all back. So they fired their D coordinator. They changed a whole bunch of stuff up on defense. Um, they've cut aging players, Adam Thielen, Eric Kendricks, Dalvin Cook, and they've, they've replaced them with guys that either already had on the roster or somebody like Jordan Addison, so they're trying to get a little bit younger and, and uh, more vital, but they're trying to do that without getting significantly worse, which is sort of the balance that quasi Adolfo immense has been trying to, to strike. Um, so the, the vibe is very, like, personality-wise, locker room-wise, the vibe is a lot like Kevin O'Connell. It's very surfer dude. Like, O'Connell is very, you know, hang-loose broski. Like, he just right, is a right. very relaxed guy. <laughs> And I think that kind of rubs off on everybody. So they're loose and they're having fun. And I mean, Justin Jefferson plays into that as well. He's just kind of like showing up jazz to play football every day. And then he does stuff that's insane that you can't even imagine other wide receivers thinking of, Uh, but it's, yeah, it's, it's this loose vibe of this team that thinks it's really good. And it thinks it's ready to go right back into the, the contending ranks of the NFC and that will be, you know, playing in January. Obviously, they're not taking that for granted or anything like that. Long way to go before we get to there. Um, but they're they're a team that thinks that they're preparing to to make a run out of this year.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, after a season like last year, you would have to think that that would be the mindset. But that does make sense. And it's funny, some of the things that you mentioned, because the Titans are kind of a contrast to that in ways, but also very similar. I would say with yeah, the Titans like, last year, the seven games. Is game this losing like
1: a serious streak. season, I guess?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I think for it the is. Titans it is. And that kind of mirrors Mike Vrabel. There are no unserious, you know, seasons when you have Mike Vrabel. He's yeah. just not going to allow it. It's not what he's going to sign up for. But you mentioned like trying to cut off some of the older veterans who maybe weren't necessarily worth the money that they were getting paid. The Titans are trying to do that as well. They got rid of Taylor Lewan, Robert Woods, Bud Dupree, and they're trying to replace them with options that are a little bit cheaper and younger, more specifically. They wanted to get younger and faster because I think the Titans realized, like, the Vikings, the 13-3, and they may not have been that good, so the changes are still necessary. Whereas, on the opposite side, Mike Vrabel doesn't believe that the Titans were as bad as that seven-game losing streak. So they replaced the offensive coordinator, replaced the general manager because he thinks they're better than what they actually were, and that's why the changes were needed. Where Minnesota, they think maybe maybe it wasn't as great as it looked all the time, so we need to make necessary changes. It's just funny how they're on opposite sides, but they're trying to do similar things there. I think the vibes for the Titans is they're going to win as many games as possible, and I think the division allows them to do that. Now, whether that is a fruitful endeavor... To go on when you're the Titans this year, that remains to be seen. But the vibes around the team are, we're locked in, we're trying to win as many games as possible. And I think, like you said, that mirrors the personality of the Titans coach, Mike Vrabel, who's yep. very serious most of the time. Jeffrey Simmons, Kevin Byard's a very professional, serious guy. They have their fun, but I, I doubt they're having as, as much fun as like the Vikings are having on a day-to-day basis with a guy like Justin Jefferson kind of being the, the lead personality there. So... I would say for, for the Titans, the vibes are just locked in. They're trying to be professional and win win as many games as possible. But both teams, despite what people thought, made changes they they needed to make. And I think uh, I think that'll make it interesting to watch the matchup in practice.
1: And so in the joint practices, the Vikings are going to treat that like their preseason, basically, like they're going to take that more seriously than the game itself. Um, In terms of how how much like they'll get their starters a ton of runs. So you're going to see a lot of Justin Jefferson in these joint practices. And Kirk will get all a lot of his reps, Daniel Hunter, Harrison Smith, all these guys that will not even sniff a preseason game. Um, So my question is, will the Titans sort of match that or have they been using the preseason? I'm fascinated by the, the theory of this some teams want to use the preseason as sort of a dress rehearsal to get ready for the season. Some teams, you know, the Vikings have decided that joint practices work better for that purpose. And it kind of makes sense. Your starters will get like 80, 90 reps. They'll never get that many in a preseason game. Um, And it's also going to be a different environment that is possibly a little bit safer. Guys aren't quite running and playing as hard in a practice environment, but you still get that same install and warm up and kind of getting your feet under you sort of effect. Um, so they are super in and they're, you guys are going to leave. Cardinals are going to come in and do it with us too. Um, so they are really, really into the joint practice thing. Are the Titans going to treat it the same? Or are they a team that says, no, our preseason game is going to be when our starters really play.
0: No, Mike Vrabel. I feel like Mike Vrabel would eliminate preseason games if he could. I think Mm. that that's one of the reasons that the Titans wanted to work with the Vikings because they have a similar mindset on that. Uh, Like the Titans had joint practices with the Cardinals a couple of years ago and they canceled the last day of it. I do not think Cliff Kingsbury and Mike Vrabel agreed on how to do it. I think that that Mike Vrabel uh, will be a perfect match for the Titans because the Titans don't want to play practically any of their start. I mean, they played zero defensive starters out there on Saturday, like not a single defensive starter. They won out on the field um, in the preseason. So I, I think that Mike Vrabel will as well really focus on getting his starters reps, really getting that best versus best action so that when the preseason game comes around on Saturday, he can just focus on the end of the roster guys, figuring out who's going to make the team, seeing what they want to see there from the backups. But I th- I think we will get some some intense starter on starter action in the in the in the joint practices and I think the Titans see it a very similar way. But Luke, that is a great segue into our next segment when we talk about the biggest strengths on each roster, and then we're going to finish up with the biggest weaknesses on each roster, which will be a, a really good uh, setup here for joint practices to come and, and what listeners should be watching for uh, in these ga- in this joint practice and then in the game on Saturday. So we're going to discuss that in just a moment. Before we get into it, though, I do want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by Nutraful. Look, You don't have to choose between better hair growth and your health. Nutraful provides a whole body health approach for men that promotes healthier hair, no drugs, no compromises, just better hair. Men think losing their hair is inevitable. Take control of your hair's future with Nutraful's science-backed hair growth supplement for men. Nutraful is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve your hair growth visible thickness, and visible scalp coverage. NutriFool's hair growth supplements use physician-formulated natural science-backed ingredients. Their drug-free patented technology provides consistent, reliable results without compromising your sexual health. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutraful is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutraful.com slash men and enter the promo code LOCKEDONNFL. Find out why 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutraful for healthier hair. Nutraful.com slash men spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L. Dot com slash men and enter that promo code locked on NFL. That's neutral slash men promo code locked on NFL. All right, Luke, let's continue our, uh, Our preseason crossover here, we're breaking down the the biggest strengths on both rosters right now. Looking to see the Titans go up against some of the strengths against the Vikings, see how those position groups do. We'll finish off with the weaknesses at the end of the show, but Luke, I'll kind of start here since you went first for us before. Going to dive into the Titans' biggest strengths, and right now, I think it's obvious that it's the Titans' defense overall, but specifically, the Titans' defensive line. Jeffrey Simmons... Arden mm. Key, uh, Tier Tart on the interior, uh, or Danico Autry. Arden Key and Danico Autry are starting to blend in my mind because they, the Titans, both stole them from divisional rivals. They're on the defensive line, inside outside versatility, all of that. It's like a, a replacement in waiting. But you got Harold Landry and Arden Key on the edges with Danico Autry, Tier Tart, and Jeffrey Simmons on the interior. Aziz Alshire at linebacker has been a standout in training camp, so I think that front for the Tennessee Titans is their biggest strength on the team right now, and I think it'll be very interesting. Like, if you're the Vikings, you're going to want to see how that run game works against that front. The Titans were the number two best run defense in per game, rushing yards allowed last year, number one in total yards allowed as a rushing defense, so that's obviously something where the the Vikings are probably going to want to see how they perform. Uh, I think on the flip side, the Titans wide receivers as well are now something to actually consider as a strength. Traylon Burks has been a standout going into his second year. DeAndre Hopkins, obviously, everybody knows him. And I would include tight end Chickaconquo in that. Let's just call it the pass catchers in general. And Luke, I got to tell you, it's a, it's a really cra- crazy place for me to be here telling you that the Titans pass catchers can be a strength for the team based on what it looked like just, you know, a month, a month and a half ago. <laughs>
1: We've come um, a long way from Tajay Sharp.
0: Yeah, yeah, well, you know, <laughs> you, you add in a, uh, a guy like DeAndre Hopkins and he's been great in camp. As well, it hasn't sure. been um, a thing where he's sitting out a ton. He missed some practices, getting his family in town. And, and you know, obviously Cardinals fans are going to run with that. He never practices. and But DeAndre Hopkins has been excellent for the Titans in practice so far. He's looked like the top 10 receiver that he still believes that he is. So I think going against Burks, Conquo, add Derrick Henry in there, the skill position players for the Titans should be an interesting matchup for the Vikings. So I'd go with that defensive front seven. The defense in general, honestly, if it you know, if if we're telling the truth, I would just say all the way because they're healthy in the secondary, Mm. which makes a big, a big difference. So I would say the Titans defense, but that defensive line and then the Titans skill position players are are probably the strength of the roster right now. And it'll be interesting to see how the Vikings perform against those groups.
1: I would probably match with one of the same groups in the receivers. And yeah, I guess you could call it pass catchers if you want to count like TJ Hawkinson. Um and especially these tight ends they blocked so well in their first preseason game mm. and that seems to have been a real big emphasis from Kevin O'Connell mm-hmm. so you're sort of uh your your Oklahoma drill tight ends versus linebackers that kind of thing but it's the receivers I mean it's Justin Jefferson right the, the that healthy secondary is gonna have its work cut out for it with KJ Osborne is he's wide receiver too and he's keeping pace with Jordan Addison who I it's like a 2A2B thing right now Who's um, going
0: to play in the slot more between those two do you think?
1: You know, I bet that moves around a lot. Yeah. Uh probably at Justin Jefferson <laughs> like everybody. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah um, and it, and it
1: super depends on who your worst corner is too cuz we'll probably mm-hmm. try to get Justin Jefferson over there. Um right. but all three of those guys have had really good camps. Uh Jordan Addison in particular is kind of the big story because he's a first round pick and right. he's really showing out. We're all really excited about him. Um, so those kind of wide receiver cornerback one-on-ones will really have, you know, the work cut out. Um, and then I, I would say, I, it sounds super weird. I would have never, ever, ever said this going into camp, but after seeing camp, the linebackers have been a revelation. Um, uh, Pace,
0: right? i think Pace, Pace. Cincinnati
1: been he's, awesome yeah he is the stud of camp we have a, an award Mr. Mankato training camp used to be mm-hmm. held in Man- Mankato Minnesota so Mr. Mankato okay. is always for our kind of young deep roster guy that is our guy that shows out it's this like sports writers award Ivan Pace is a shoe-in for it this year Um he's been really showing out Brian Asamoah who is dealing with an injury right now so I'm not sure if you guys are going to see him uh, is also has had a really phenomenal camp. He's a second year linebacker out of Oklahoma who they cut Eric Kendricks and they did not replace him because they had awesome one. They're that excited about right. him. Um, those guys, even, even somebody like Troy die, who's sort of our linebacker four has had a, a pretty good, uh, start to, to camp, at least for him. He, he looks like he's come along a little bit. So those linebackers have really showed something, but but really, I think the thing, the strength that has been giving the Vikings offense fits, and they're frustrated. Like Cousins is frustrated from camp right. because of how difficult it has been to go up against Brian Flores' defense and the blitzes that he has been drilling every single period. Every period is a blitz period, uh, and it, it's made it difficult for the offense to get like actual reps in. Like that, that might actually be um, a mistake when we. Right see push come to shove, but we'll see. Right. Um, But the, the, the offense is frustrated by that. There's six, seven, eight guys on the line of scrimmage, every play, Um, all kinds of SIM pressures, all kinds of stunts, all kinds of crazy stuff. And it, it it's the same stuff Brian Flores did in Miami and what he did in New England before that. Um, it's, it's all of that same stuff, but it's, it's blitzing at a completely insane rate and unblocked dudes all the time. A lot of that's Ivan pace. A lot of that has been Harrison Smith. A lot of that has been, you know, uh, nickels coming unblocked or other safeties coming unblocked or um sometimes you know the nose tackle goes unblocked because you screwed up their protection so calling protections and figuring out how to get a hat on a hat in the past game in, in particular is going to be a huge challenge probably one that comes up more in the preseason game because it's just a more full uh you know, down to down experience, but even in like 11 on 11 team periods, that's going to be something that like the Titans' center and whoever Mm -hmm. is in at quarterback is going to have to really, really be on their P's and Q's. And I think that will be like the, like Wes Phillips offensive coordinator and Kevin O'Connell have said, like, we think it's good because it's really stress testing our ability to handle blitzes. And I think that will be good for the Titans too. It'd be able to yeah. be like, okay, this is what teams can do to you. How do you handle it? And if there are any underlying issues with um, communication or protection calling or anything like that, schematic stuff, it will get exposed. Like this will yeah. uncover those problems at the and time it's when going you want to be uncovering
0: them. It's going to. And honestly, Luke, you can tell that you're an absolute professional because everything you say perfectly segues into the next thing that I want to talk about. You want to talk about exposing weaknesses, P's and Q's. Probably talking about an offensive line that doesn't have a lot of experience together and some young quarterbacks that just might struggle. So we're going to talk about the biggest weaknesses on either roster here in just a moment. All right, I Luke, you, you just hit on it perfectly. It's the number one thing that I wanted to talk about when you talk about the Vikings going up against the Titans. And I've been hearing, I saw the quote actually yesterday, the day before we're recording this, where the Vikings, it was somebody on the offensive side of the ball, whether it be a coach or a player that's like, we're ready to practice against somebody else. And some of the <laughs> they stuff really that you're talking to about to there get out is how stressful <laughs> that it's been. Well, the, the biggest weakness for the Titans roster is by far the offensive line. And look, it's not one of those things where there's no chance that the Titans' offensive line improves. But the reality is there's four brand-new starters. Aaron Brewer is the only remaining starter, and he's the Titans' center. And even he is moving from guard to center this year. Now, center is his more natural position. It Probably his best game of the year was against the Packers last year, and he played center in that game. He's a very undersized guy. He needs to play at center. But the point is, even the guy who's returning on the offensive line is moving position. So everybody is new. Dillard at left tackle was a free agent signing who played with Philadelphia. Never been with the Titans before. Man. Peter Skaronsky played very well in the preseason game. Really moved some bodies around. I love me some Peter Skaronsky. Uh, but he's, he's like a rookie. your guy, right? Yes, he was. He was. Yeah. And I, I kept, a lot of Titans fans were mad at me at the end of the year because I wanted the Titans to lose that game to Jacksonville because I wanted them to be in a position to get a blue chip player on the offensive line and uh, thank God that that all played out the way they did. Cause if they I didn't remember. have Peter Skaronsky right now, I remember Lord. in the,
1: in the locked on DM chat with, yep. with all of us, like, he, he took, we were all talking about like, where's Will Levis going to go and who's falling
0: no. and Tyler's in there. Like
1: we got Skaronsky. Like, yes. I was awesome. so high.
0: Yeah. Losing my mind about it, but uh, yeah. So uh, you have Daniel Brunskill at right guard. He's a new free agent signing. And then Chris Hubbard, who the Titans just signed three weeks ago, is starting at right tackle. The offensive line is definitely a weakness right now, but I think that the stress that the Vikings front and that Flores and the play calls that he's going to have, I think the stress that that puts on the Titans' offensive line is the best possible thing that they could get, even if it's ugly, even if they get destroyed. It is the best possible thing for them right now. And I know that we're talking about 11, you know, the starting, starters against starters, first team on first team. But the Titans have two young quarterbacks, and Will Levis and Malik Willis, who need those looks as well to understand how to identify pressure. Where are you going to slide your line? What are you going to do when they come out in this look? You know, they haven't experienced everything. I mean, Levis is a rookie. So I think it, it'll be very, very important stress. To, it's like a restaurant. You know, you watch those restaurant renovation shows and they always do that that stress test at the beginning to see how it goes and it always goes terrible but it sets them up to do better in the grand opening i I think that's the way that the titans should look at this they may get their heads beat in with that defensive front from minnesota but uh i think it'll be good losses and good lessons for them going forward so the biggest weakness for the titans is is by far and away that offensive line and i'm very excited to see how the titans do against the the kind of defense that you're describing.
1: Yeah, it's a it's a black light in a motel room. You're not going to like what you see, but at least it shows you what needs to be cleaned up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh,
0: man, that that see, that is what you get from Luke Braun, ladies and gentlemen. Th- this is the kind of talent we have. Go, the the it gets weird on lockdown.
1: It sometimes.
0: It gets dark. It gets dark. Yeah.
1: Well, so well, some of it's dark. Some of it glows. Um, but
0: <laughs> to keep the, the analogy going. Yes.
1: I, with the vikings there's i guess two groups that i i really want to see experience that same stress test the big one for the vikings is the cornerbacks um mm-hmm. that's been a problem i have been harping so hard on the quarterback cornerbacks the entire off season they had at one point had two of them under contract in the off season so it's a, a couple of draft picks. It's um, a whole bunch of people brought in. Byron Murphy is their main free agent signing. And then one of the guys that's a second year player who we're sort of hoping will step up is a Caleb Evans, um, who's starting at kind of CB2. And then we've got a rookie starting as that nickel corner type guy. They also brought in Joe Juan Williams, who played in uh, New England for his rookie contract. He's kind of fighting for a roster spot. We also drafted Andrew Booth last year, but we haven't seen. He's with the twos, so there's that. Yeah. And and so I want to see, like, I want to see Byron Murphy versus DeAndre Hopkins for one. Let's see what's been going on yeah. in those Arizona training camps. But also, guys like Traylon Burks, do you think he he is he more of a slot or has he been an outside guy? Like in terms of who he would rep against?
0: I, I think he would be more of a pro, uh, an outside guy primarily. Would rep against, I, like I the, think that the
1: the the, the CB two of the Vikings essentially. Yes. Yeah. Okay, and so I think it that be a Caleb Evans what you're a bigger physical corner. So that'll be well, a, really interesting is a bigger matchup. physical
0: guy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. that'll
1: be fun Um, to see exactly how a Caleb Evans holds up because he plays a, a softer style. And I don't mean soft in a bad way. He just plays with more cushion and that's just how he plays corner more cushion and then, you know, break downhill. Um, But I mean, you know, let's get him in press on Traylon Burks and see what happens when he tries to, what are you going to do? Lose the rep. It's, it's joint practices. Um, so that I want to see that stuff. And then kind of similarly with the defensive line that the, uh, Titans have, let's see the interior starters for the Vikings O-line and see how they hold up. It's the same group of guys from last year. It's Ezra Cleveland, Garrett Bradbury, and, uh, Ed Ingram. Now Bradbury versus Jeffrey Simmons. I'm not really expecting him to win any reps there. Um, and, and we know who Bradbury, like there's no questions that need to be answered with Bradbury. Like he's going to get walked back by Jeffrey Simmons in a one-on-one. He is who he is. It's right. like, that's just going to happen, whatever. Um, But some of those other guys, Ezra Cleveland, Ed, Ed and Ed Ingram have been these weird sources of um, of debate among the Vikings world because the Vikings brought in Dalton Reisner for a visit. And everybody's like, well, does this mm-hmm. mean that they're going to push one of these guards Ed Ingram started in the preseason game? Nobody else on the O-line did. So it's like, well, is his job actually kind of right, right, like is he right. His, right. Yeah, sometimes playing
0: more is a bad sign, you know, right. I mean?
1: None of the other linemen did. So is, does he actually have that hold on the starting job that we thought? No, I, I think he does. And he did well enough in that preseason game, in my opinion, a lot of people disagree with me, but I, <laughs> I don't know. I, I I think it's hard with O-line, um, but you know, what, what's going to like, can Ed Ingram hold up against some of those better Titans interior guys and stake a claim on that job? Or are we going to start saying, hmm, you know, maybe uh, somebody like Blake Brandel, who's currently a backup left guard, you know, are we going to maybe move him into one of these positions or something like that or slide somebody over and put somebody else in? Um, You know, Chris Reed is currently uh, probably our backup right guard, but he's hurt. So when he's healthy, is he going to actually push for the job or are they going to bring in Reisner to push him or something? Those are, I think, things that people are going to watch with a really keen eye in Minnesota.
0: Yeah, that that that's a great breakdown, Luke. I think that uh, both sides of this—the Titans side, the Viking side—are well aware of what to look for, uh, the strengths, the weaknesses of both teams, where both teams are at right now, what they've been through in the offseason. season. I think that uh, I think we gave a, a great preseason performance here, Luke. Personally, I, I think we yeah, did a pretty good job. Yeah, good. Uh, things to, to build things on, things again. to
1: work on. We'll watch the tape.
0: Yes, absolutely. We're going to run it back, and uh, you know, as Mike <laughs> Vrabel says, we got to play better. We got to coach better so uh, (laughs) we're going to work on doing that but uh, with that being said uh, I'm going to get us out of here on that make sure to stay locked in to Locked on Titans and Locked on Vikings we're going to be breaking down these joint practices making sure you're up to date on everything that happens what's going on with some of these battles that we've discussed make sure that you make Locked on Titans Locked on Vikings your first listen each and every day and of course shout out to our everydayers out there that's going to do it for me that's going to do it for Luke you guys stay safe out there and enjoy the joint practices